Hey, good evening, Let's Talk family. And it's Monday night, uh, a little, little after 8, but we're here. Monday night where we do our review show. And right now we are doing Season 5, Episode 3, This Christmas of the Shy. And uh, I'll say, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? Hey, man, very, 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 very uh, long weekend. Uh, how was your weekend, bro? Man, my weekend was spectacular, man. And yeah, yeah. Once again, the birthday weekend, turned 48, and uh, got a lot of love, and I'm thankful and grateful for it. But, uh, you know, enough about me. Let's get into this shot, bro. Let's get into it. <laughs> um, now, full disclosure for everybody before I even go into the shot, I am a big holiday guy. Listen, I love the summer. I love July's around my birthday, barbecues and all that. But that stretch from November being Thanksgiving to New Year's was always big with my family, like always big holiday time. So I love the holiday season. I especially love Christmas. So I think that's why this episode was just, and and I will go deeper, but this this episode was everything for me. Let me just say that. Well, well, it's interesting um, because when you called me, you you were this was the episode for you. Um, you know, we usually when we most people don't know when we watch the episodes, whoever watches it first usually texts or call the other two and be like, "Yo, did y'all see it yet?" And then we'll kind of say how we feel until the other ones watch it, and then um. You know, you basically, I had knew how you felt about the holidays, and then I knew how you felt about the episode, and you were like, yo, this was the, this was the episode. Um, so get into that, Dwayne. Why? We've been, we've been talking a little bit, right? And we're three episodes in, and you can see that Lena Waithe and the writers and the producers, they have flipped this series, y'all. This is now becoming a very wholesome family type series. It really has. And especially when you think about other things that's on TV right now, she's opening herself up to a, a whole new crew of people that may come into the shy, man. It's not as much street violence as they once had. You know, it's there. The, the undertones of it is there. But this, she's one of the things we knocked the shot for last year and the year before. We said there was no positive black male figures on this show. And you can see two of the main characters, they're changing. They're changing Emmett and they're changing Victor because that's what I'm calling him going forward. So they're changing them. And if you look at what they're doing with Victor and Jake and Peaches and Rashad, the family, that's the, those are the characters that they really showing that family feel with them around the table, him telling Peaches, don't come back here and mess stuff up. We're in a good place. You know what I mean? Uh, Emmett, Christmas Eve, and he got all three of his kids, like, so you see that they're maturing some of these people. Um, I, for one, am happy that they didn't drag out the Emmett Tiff thing. I'm glad they ended that very early. They divorced, whatever. They ain't even make it a year. 
But, you know, I'm glad they, they ended that. And uh, But I really, really enjoyed the episode, man. It's one of my, my favorite episodes of the series. It has some some funny moments in there. has some moments to make you think. We know our boy going down the wrong path. Big Papa going down the wrong path with Bakari. So, yeah, man, I loved it, man. Got to see a little bit of Tracy. So, you know, that made it even even better. You know, I love Tracy. I, uh, you know, when you when you called me and you told me how much you liked the episode, I was like, okay, they might have won. They might have won there uh, and gave Dwayne some stuff, uh, not not just with Tracy, but just just some stuff, some some action. I know I know how like you're big on action, you big on crazy plots and stuff like that. So when I first saw the episode, I said, all right, it's okay. What did Dwayne see in this? And then I told you I had seen half of this, half of it the second time, and I waited. And then I seen it the, the actual second time all the way through. And I really um enjoyed what you said about the episode. And I, I totally agree. And I know that's some of Keisha's sentiments as well. And she'll be here. Hopefully she'll be here shortly. Is that um one of the things in TV, and you know, we're big TV supporters and stuff, and you very rarely can see a show be able to basically flip its way or narrative mid mid within seasons. Right. And um the shy has has attempted to do that. And like me and you said that, you know, it's funny because watching the three episodes, you're on you're either under two conclusions. Either you think that this is going to be the last season of the shy and they're closing and 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 tying relationships up. Or you're thinking, like we think, is they're doing a reboot and a re-narrative of these personalities and really get a chance to understand what's going on. And it's 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 I really enjoyed the episode watching the second time because you always see funny stuff. And it's, it. what's up, Keisha? It is right because like in this episode, the Christmas movie that everybody was watching preaching. Right, so I know for my family, like my siblings, my nieces and nephews, we'll all call each other and be like, "Hey, this Christmas is on," because that's what we watch. So, with that being the title of the episode, I thought that would have been the Christmas movie that you know everybody was watching or whatever like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it, man. The flipping, like I said, it's flipping. And you know, Emin and Keisha, you know that's happening. That's real now. You know that's happening. I know that bo- that bothers our Keisha. Um, she 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 wait was wait. What bothers me? I'm getting somebody together. Go ahead. It, I, I'm sorry. The Emin and Keisha was one of Ke- one of our Keisha's pet peeves two seasons ago. She felt as though that they they should have been together, and then they went into Emma and Tiff getting married and being together, and now it's like. I, I got a feeling they're not going to be together. I know it looks like they're going to do it. Being together, man. <laughs> because, come on, she even asked Tiff, would you have a problem if he was with somebody else? I thought that was interesting. I think I thought it was interesting, like, um, when he texted her, she said, wish you was here. She said, maybe. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I, Dwayne is, I, I think it's a little, Unrealistic in a way with that. Because after talking to Arkeisha, like 
like our Keisha, the real Keisha on the show would have been like, hold up, this, this is not going to work. She would have told Tiff, she's friends with both of them. And that would have put that would have made her feel so awkward. I don't I think she's Q. She had Emmett before Tiff had him. But I just yeah, I, I but don't I think it matters. I don't think it matters because with everything that Keisha has been through, and they don't the her only friend is her only girlfriend right now appears to be Tiff, who doesn't make her feel awkward about whatever happened, whatever her experience is. I, and even though she was with Emmett first, and Emmett cheated on Ke cheated on Keisha with Tiff, I don't see Keisha or Tiff not having a conversation before she's kissing Emmett under the mistletoe as they wrapping gifts. Like I, it, it's not believable. Don't mess up my episode. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not believable. <laughs> so, so, so since you said under the mistletoe. Little Emmett said, little EJ said, look, Daddy, Grandma and Papa are kissing under the mistletoe. How you feel about that, Keisha? Dar Darnell and Jada. A lot of people are upset about this. A lot of people are upset about Ooh. it, but I kind of feel like... The bloggers, the bloggers that Keisha messed with. Yeah, a lot of people on social media, they are very upset. They want to see Jada with the young boy because the young boy... Uh, saw her through her illness. It, well, that's true, but you could tell when Darnell was first introduced to the shot, when he was first introduced to it. Even though he had all them kids and, and that lady, you could tell it was always Jada. You could tell very early that it was always Jada. And so he'd always, he'd always say to Emmett, how your mother doing? Yeah. How your mother doing? He'd always be checking on her. Checking on her. Him looking at that high school picture of her in the yearbook and all that, that's realistic, man. I think it's very realistic. And I think that we are some um, sexy individuals of a certain age. Yes, so sir. we can relate to it better than I think some other people. I don't, Darnell, you know, he wasn't ready for Jada, but he's always loved Jada. Mm -hmm. Jada's always loved Darnell. So, it's sad that women do it, but you know, sometimes they don't go out and fulfill what they need to fulfill because they're waiting on that first love. Like, I don't, you know, it's sad, but it's true. Some men do that crap too. I know a couple right now that's about to get married. They was middle school and high school sweethearts. Both we got know we know a couple people that you but, know, but listen, both got married. Their marriages didn't work out, and all these years later, they back together and getting married. So it yeah. happened. Yeah. But um, how do we feel about the family unit? Victor, Jake, Peaches, Rashad gave his little girlfriend a cassette tape, and, and Victor came with a cassette tape player. I like that whole. I, scene. I think I think I think that scene, honestly, that scene was awesome. I think they were shocked that the that peaches cooked breakfast for them. I thought that was nice. I think that um, the way that they weave in Jason Weaver's character in it, because his voice is so familiar to us, and when he says something, it's humorous. So it, after he they sort of spread, he was like, "Oh man!" And then he called her by her last name because he always called her Miss Such and Such. And then when that doorbell rang and his friend was there, 
I thought it was nice because then you seen inside of Victor, he was like embarrassing him playing with the radio. So I thought that was interesting. I thought the um him buying, him making that that tape for her, that's authentic. I think that's that's how people are. Was was precious to them, and they think it's gonna be precious to you. They'll buy as a gift, and we'll go on to the to the other scene about the um the Louis Vuitton bags and stuff like that. Why she felt that way. But I, I really like that scene. I thought um the way you had mentioned last week how before when she made the dinner and they was praying how the family unit looked at good and you know um Victor Wolf James who plays Wolf Victor aka used to be Trig on the show. I really like what they're doing with his character, but I just want I wish that they would give us an episode where they talk about his past a little bit so we can understand who he was. Because really, when being introduced to the show was basically, boom, he's here. He's the third brother out of three. We don't mention Reg. We, we, act like Reg was, we act like Reg wasn't even here. And we know that he was one of them guys back in the day that did a lot of stuff. But I believe for, for the audience, give us a little bit more character of who he was and how him and Rashad used to run the street. But I really like his transformation. I'm upset, kind of. That he's he signed the M, uh, MDA, well NDA, and it's like now he got to deal with something that he don't want to deal with because he really is or does come across on the show as an authentic character and very sincere and helpful, and that's why I want the, the background like because he really is somebody to root for on the show. Yes, she gave us a male that we could root for, man. Um. And I don't care, y'all. Do to my man. Yo, that's a cool cat, yo. But they opened up the doors and he was in this red Santa outfit. Just... Talk about oh, talk man. about Merry Christmas. Yeah, yo. But let me ask you, and I'm gonna ask Keisha this Q. So, <coughs> is is Duda putting Peaches up to all this? Yeah, I think Peach, I think Jake is Duda's. It's some type of relationship with between Peaches. And do that because let's just think about it. Peaches is still a pretty lady. Yeah. Um, so when Jake is what 16, 17, Duda may have been mid-level drug dealer. He wasn't top of the food chain. Peaches was still a pretty girl. Um, and some type of bond or relationship between Peaches and Duda. Um, but I have a whole problem with I feel that way, and he killed Reg. Because Reg is her son, too. True. I have a whole problem of what's going on, of, of that whole dynamic or where, because he wasn't supposed to, he wasn't supposed to kill Reg or have Reg killed. Um, so, and, I, and, and Tracy, I'm sorry, Dwayne. Tracy is an idiot. I'm, she's, I'm starting not to like her at all. Listen, you don't gotta like her. I don't gotta like her. I just want to see her with her clothes off. That's all. Let, let, let me let me ask you. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny you said that about Tracy, and we'll we'll go into that. It's it's I, I dropped something on Dwayne Keisha while we was talking. Yes, he, he mentioned he mentioned Tracy, and I said, "Yo, remember." And this is what a lot of us as fans we tend to forget of the show is that Coogie would be alive. If not, it would, if it wasn't for Tracy. Now she's got this moral dilemma with Bakari coming by the shop, 
because he killed Ronnie, Ronnie would be, would alive, be alive if it, if it wasn't was not for Tracy. Tracy. You know, Tracy, Tracy, as, as good as she is and what she's trying to do for a community, at the end of the day, she was a mother of a victim who wanted revenge. And it's it's interesting. I mean, it, it's an interesting dynamic because she wants to help a community, but she wants revenge. And, you know, now it may come out because at the end of the day, like, you would think what she got going on, why would she be attracted to Duda? Oh, she attracted to the shit. She's, she's with the she, shit. Uh, because... What's the other guy name you like? Is it Q? Q. Did Q rape her or was she hot in the ASS? We I don't I didn't get the impression that he raped her. I think he took advantage. But we gotta really dig deeper into these characters, right? Because one thing she flipped on us is this sisterhood of the four women. Dre Which bothered me last week. Jada and Tracy. Now her and Tracy are cool. They both slept with Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that going on yeah. in this. But, okay, so here's the thing. I don't have a problem with that because Tracy and Ronnie was over when Jada slept with Ronnie. Mm -mm. Yeah. Like, you could still be, you could still have a friendship on that level. Um, so For this Keisha. Part, the Keisha, the Keisha and Tiff friendship, that's not what bothers me. What bothers me is that you're now going to put Emin and Keish together and we're not going to address that Keish is betraying her friend. That's a betrayal of your friend. You got to say, I'm going to be back fucking the home. I mean, you got to say something. A conversation has to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and that and that is the one thing. And, and though we all like the episode, though we all love how season five is being um, played out because the theme of season five is black love. That is the one thing that we all three always had concerns about the shot is that sometimes with lazy writers and I'm and, and you know, I don't want to make some bad accusations. Some, but it is the truth with lazy writers. You don't understand how sometimes your audience is so engulfed with these characters. They don't miss a beat. You never, you you never explained how Tracy knew the rest of the girls in depth because the way she sat with them, the way she did the Christmas thing with them, you would have thought she was one of the homies. Had let's be some background. Has had we known she was one of the homies, let's just look at it. If Jada knew she was a homie, right? Jada took care of Ronnie's grandmother. They all seen Ronnie when he was quote unquote the neighborhood drunk or the neighborhood alcoholic. So she would have known, like, Miss Ethel's grandson is, you know, used to mess with Tracy, my friend. So by not providing that background, not providing us uh, in depth of what, what the friendship, you allow us to be like, come on now, like, this is unrealistic. And it, it goes into the whole Tiff thing, which I don't like. Um, I will go on record. I don't like the, the way they're going with Tiff. Um, I just think that the way they're going with Tiff is is a little messy. And it's like, she's saying what she wants. Rob, who's been played by Amon Shumpert, who's doing a hell of a job. Um, Dwayne and myself have been watching Amon Shumpert since he's been in college. Right. So to see him transition from basketball to Dancing with Stars to now being a, a, a pretty decent actor, Amon yeah. Shumpert is doing a hell of a job. 
anyway, but to see she's saying she don't want a, a monogamous relationship. He's like, okay, but I'm this way. And it's like, I just think her moves, the way they got her moving, and I know she's young. I just, I think that if you want to move, make Tiff's character like this, make her had went back home to her mother. Make her had, had been undecided of how she feels about everything going on. You just got her making some real interesting decisions going forward. And she's kind of like, like the even in the episode, they're divorced. It's final. It wasn't even no drawn out, let me think about it type thing. I think it was it's interesting where they're going with that. So what are they doing with Kev? Like, do he like the girl that live in the house with them? Do he like the, the girl that he danced at the party with? Well, one thing I want to talk about with Kev Dwayne is I need you to explain to the um like you explained to myself and explain to the audience. Why Kevin and Emmett are the main characters of the shy? I don't think a lot of us understand why. Well, if you look at it and you go back, they're the only two people that have been in every episode of the shy. The 45 episodes of the shy, they've been in every episode. And they both had intimate connections with who was originally the star of the show, because make no mistake about it, the star of the show was a Brandon character. And Brandon was trying to mold both of them. You know what I mean? So they got that connection there. Um, but it's funny because I, I kind of like some of the things. I don't know if y'all caught it, right? The episode of this is called This Christmas, right? Donnie Hathaway wrote that song. He's known for writing This Christmas. They got his daughter Layla in this episode, and she brings the Donnie Hathaway vinyl mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who was, at the, who was his daughter? At the Christmas thing. At the Christmas party. That was his daughter. Oh. Yeah. That was his daughter. Dre was like, hey, I got somebody with me. You know what I mean? This and the third. Yeah, that, that was later. So I, 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 thought, I thought that was smart, too. That was... uh. Now, I missed the part, Q, where you said, and I still watched it again, and I still missed it. Kev, Kev picked up the weed. Yeah, he, gave, he came in. He gave his mother the kiss. He looked around, gave his mother the kiss on the cheek. And then he doubled back, looked in the ashtray, and picked up that bud, man. Kev, Kev is a, is a little budding, a, a budding star. But but Dwayne, like you said, um, about Kevin and being the main, one of the main characters of the show, I kind of I kind of don't understand what they're doing with Kevin because now it's three different young ladies in five seasons. Um, I was up. I was questioning why Kevin was so upset that um Victor couldn't get old girl's brother. Yeah, the girl's brother was wanted for a murder. You know, and I think that Victor, the way that his character is, that he wants to help out so much that they wrote it in that he really tried his best and Kev just seemed like he was angry. And um yeah. watching watch, watching Kev grow in five years, like we really seen him grow up. In real life, Kev is 18 years old. Them boys went from being little, little. They were little, little. Like teenagers to, to now. And uh, again, I don't know, you know, Papa was hitting the weed. Now, the Papa ever hit the, the vaping stuff with Jake and Kev? I know they yes. Yeah, he did. Yes. He did. Because I would be smoking all the time. I just didn't know if Papa ever did. But he trying to find himself too right now. He a little lost, you know what I mean? 
and see Bakari is the wrong person for him to be around right now. He's look, he said I think he's gonna flip his wig back. No, but but he said Papa said to him, Merry Christmas, Bakari. Bakari was like you and, and even with Bakari, let's be honest, he's been on the shot three seasons. He's been here. He's been here since the beginning, basically. So you got you always have an avenue to explain his story. You always have a way. Why did he feel like he needed to defend Kuki? Because we all know that Kuki really wasn't a bad kid. Kuki was just a neighborhood kid who wore Jason's chain when Jason got killed. Like, I mean, you they should speak about Bakari probably being traumatized with um with seeing his friend get killed, with seeing Kuki get killed. So I'm gonna ask you a question, uh Keisha. The uh, the Christmas gifts. Why did Tiff respond like that? I mean, cause she want Emmett. This guy, this dude, don't know her well enough to know that. Cause you know, in this time and day and age, all these girls they love labels. You know that is status. If a guy, if a dude is flying you out on vacation and buying you all types of labels you can stun on all the other girls Emmett didn't have that type of money so Emmett was probably romantic this is what Tiff's used to and she's always wanted Emmett so she can't recreate Emmett in another man though so ideally the way that it should work is that Tiff should be miserable but if they write it in a way that Keisha's gonna open herself up to Emmett and he goes back to Tiff. I'm not I'm not watching any more shows. I'm, I'm telling y'all right now, y'all not even gonna be able to convince me. Nicole, I see your statement that Kevin was disappointed with the girl. He got hopes of that's another thing. I don't think Kevin was disappointed. Um, Nicole, I think Kevin was legitimately angry. Um, and I think why would he tell a girl he's gonna get her brother in, until he actually knew? Because actually Victor told him, like, look, I ain't making no promises. I'll try. And Kevin told her before he opened that door, like, this is your gift. And then he told her what it was. So he set her up for the disappointment. I just think that it was it was odd how angry he seemed to be. You know, they always show Kevin when he's angry doing a they do a close-up visual Kevin where he's like huffing and puffing and he got this facial expression. So I thought it was I just thought it was odd that he would be so angry based off of something that wasn't promised or wasn't a given. Yeah, Keisha, I think that is um like I said, the whole Tiffany thing is just it's just weird how you um you built you've been building Emmett up since and and and, and when we talk about Emmett's character, Aaron's character was has always been authentic. Jacob Lattimore, honestly, when you sit back and watch these shows. In these episodes, Jacob Lattimore is doing a hell of a job. He's a really, he's a phenomenal actor. Good actor, but he was really good in that um, uh, that Will Smith movie, which was tough for me because I watched that. Me and my sister watched that a couple of months after our parents passed away, and uh, it was it was it was a tough watch. But he did a very good job in that movie. What was it? It was Collateral something. I can't remember the the name of it right now. But he did that with Will Smith when he was yeah. young. Young. Really good yeah. actor. Yeah. 
And 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 if you watch him, you saw how he basically was a young guy making kids, not being responsible. But think about it, he's evolved. He got his G Rod, he got the he got smoky, he got smokies jumping, and he wants like he wants all his kids in the same house. It's I just find it funny how they got him going through the changes and the facial expressions, and then they got um him doing the 30 day celibate challenge. You know what I thought was cute? <laughs> He actually was excited that his parents, he's never seen his parents together. Yeah, he started off like, yo, the kids. But yeah, then he's like, never seen his, so he's never seen the love that they had that created him. To me, that was cute. And I and I really, and I'm not going to lie to y'all, I really respect, I really respect him and Darnell's relationship. Like I really think that Darnell, if you watched the show, Darnell always kept it G with him. He always kept it G with, with him. He talk about Darnell though. Yeah, go ahead. I have a problem because Darnell is mid forties. Mid forties. I don't even think they that old. Yeah. No, that's they, what I'm saying. The high school reunion was ninety six. High school reunion was ninety six. So they was class of ninety six. Okay, then yeah, they are mid forties. There's nobody in their mid forties walking around with an earpiece in their head. Like they got him sixty years old, unless that's some type of Chicago thing that we don't know about. But he wouldn't be. But yo, that scene where where, where Sway punched him, he was like, "Man, if, let me find my earpiece." Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was. He, he knocked the earpiece out of his ear by punching by copping him on the left side of his face. And, he, and, he, and then at the end, he said, you lucky, you lucky, uh, I couldn't find my earpiece. So it's funny because the earpiece, when you picked up on it, and when Darnell first got introduced to the show, the earpiece is like a running joke within the show. And he said to him, yo, let me get you some pods and stuff. He was like, no. Um, one thing, one thing I did notice, uh, Dwayne, you brought up the Chicago thing. Um, and I know a lot of people may not have picked up on it. And I know Chicagoans picked up on it. When Tracy came over, Tracy bought the Garrities, man. Anybody that know about Chicago popcorn, um, very, very famous store that's based out of Chicago. They got one in the city, New York now. And uh, that daggone Carmel and cheddar cheese popcorn that Garrities make is something special. And I wanted to, to bring y'all attention to one thing. You know, we always see funny stuff. And the whole Christmas scenes with the lovers, why did they have Sway and Jada on that little ass bed, Dwayne? <laughs> Y'all ain't never laid in a twin. You listen, listen. We've been there. We've been there. But <laughs> at a certain age, Keisha, you stay queen or above. And you'll be like, even with a queen, you'll be like, I don't want no company right now because my bed ain't big enough for the both. It's like, we need a California king so we can stretch out, yo. <laughs> Yeah, Nicole, that popcorn is the truth. Um, one of the things that my sister does, my sister travels to Chicago a lot, and she would, um, when I lived with, or lived lived with her and around her, she would always bring that popcorn back from Chicago on her trip. And it, actually, you could order Garrity's online now, and it still be fresh because they put it in that wax paper bag within the can. So you know, that's one thing that um we always criticize these shows with is to have that. Chicago or New York culture within the show, 
I'm know, still waiting. I'm still waiting for the shy and even power four force to play some house music because you got to, but they haven't decided to do it yet. So hopefully one day they will. I would I would expect it in the shy. I don't know if I would expect it in the force. Yeah. Um because that's got, a Caucasian um, show. Brown cows though. Because if they really wanted to be authentic, they would have some cows, but that's you gotta dance around that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that's and, interesting. And I, you know what? Back to Kevin. I don't like that Kevin has no direction. I don't. I don't like that what they're doing with Kevin. Kevin needs. Kevin is the smartest of the three kids. Um, he's been through a lot, but he has the most stable home environment. Maybe not no more. Why Dre Dre and um, Nina going to counseling? Yeah, but Victor. I don't know. Y'all seen the brat on IMDb? Because if the brat and I said y'all seen the brat on IMDb, if the brat ain't in no more shows, then <laughs> so so you saying they played the brat as the home record? Yeah, they got the most stable home life. Um, I you know what's funny? I I said this to Dwayne Keisha. And Dwayne said it last year, and it was always our running joke. Dwayne would always say it, and we would all snicker and laugh. And we would always be like, Dwayne would always be like, Dre is the only positive male in the show. We all know that yeah. we all know that we all know that Dre is a woman, but going off of that, I like Dre, but I kind of got tired of her this week. When she said the counseling. She, Jay yeah, you know like what it is. This when Tracy when Tracy asked the question, the first thing she said is counselor, and it's like I, now I understand what Nina's talking about, Dwayne. Every time, all she do is think of counselor. She can't well, take off that counseling hat. I think part of it, right, and it's just me. I think they're trying to say to African American people in general, "Hey man, to counselor." Go to counseling. You can go to counseling. It's a good thing. So I think Lena is really hammering that home, you know, this this season. The counseling. Now. Okay, so here's my thing. I think I definitely think that we need to go to counseling, but I also think that we need to go to uh black counselors. So then mm. there you go. So if you're not giving the full message because other counselors may not accept or understand our trauma. Or even our vernacular or how we speak. And that and that has been always some of the clinicians that are black. What they say is that the model, the module that they use doesn't particularly fit the, the, the cultural. The culture that we come from. That was always uh, you know, I know a lot of people get on Dr. Umar Johnson, but that's what he says about the, the children. He said the module that you use for for, for the standard for regular kids is not for, is, is not for black kids, and it's basically, um, it's some some racial overtones within within the curriculum. That yeah, I know use. my counselor story, so <laughs> so you know, it, it, you gotta have the right situation. But J- I'm not, I'm not really feeling Jada. I, you know, because. The Jada and Nina relationship. Keisha, typical people. Keisha, right? Jada, yeah. Jada, the truth on the DL. 
Jada, listen, Keisha, and I know that dag on Dwayne, and we we never say nothing when Dwayne start his stuff about Tracy because she that red bone. But if you love chocolate women, let me tell you, Jada bringing everything to the yard. And as the young kids say, she dragging a wagon too, man. Like Yolanda oh, Cross is a is a very beautiful. I young didn't lady. even mean Jada. I meant Dre and these. Okay, okay, Dre. Thank you. I, I like Jada. I don't like that hair. I don't know what's going on with that hair. But Nina and Dre, they are in counseling, so now they're trying to put themselves or their experience in everybody relationship. They not when they were sitting drinking the eggnog, they wasn't listening. They wasn't listening at all. And that's a real true problem in our community because a lot of us do it. Yeah. Well, I'm we glad get, you get to the point where you be worried, like, like even like even Tracy, right? When Tracy said, How y'all doing? And she said, Counselor, with all due respect, they can't offer Tracy no advice. Well, here's my point, and it, it, it goes to that. I'm just shocked that Tracy is with them. Like they just threw that in on us this year. Like, was she ever really close with the three of them? Like, no. The only so she time she met that... she met Dre and Nina when Keisha was missing. When they when they when when she stepped up and said, "I just want to help out." But they make it seem like she's been down with them since they was in high school this year. That she wasn't at the reunion. No, that's what no. I'm saying. So they slipped out. And I'm gonna say she's younger than they are. But listen, Duda laying it down. They don't, have, they don't have nothing. Duda got money. He got some swag to him. Duda, all I know, all I know is that Curtis was dead doing the shipping and the handling. He was he was handling both, and then woke up like I put all that work in. Where she at? She out on the balcony, um, wishing upon a star. You know, and 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 I'm glad that they finally did show that emotional part of. Tracy, where she was like, you know, on on Christmas, that's one thing about Jason. So I thought that was that was good. But man, you know, most of the time when we do our review shows, we're usually doing our score early. So uh, forty minutes in, we're gonna do our ratings for this show. Um, for those that have never watched the show with us live, or even if you're watching on playback, we always rate the show from one to ten. Ten being the highest on what we think about the episode. Just know that any show that we've done from The Shy, from season three, four, five, to the, all the powers that we've done, we no show has ever gotten three tens from any of us. So um not saying that we won't. I don't think no show has ever knocked it out the park so much that all three of us agree on the score when it comes to giving it a 10. So without further ado, Dwayne. Hey, man, this is the best shy episode ever. Yeah, I'm saying this is my favorite episode. You're giving it a 10? I'm giving Black Love a 10. Yes, my favorite what episode. What you giving it to? Dwayne, Dwayne has given this episode a 10. Um, Like I said, and I'll and I'll repeat my scores from the last two weeks. The first episode got an eight point five. Last week got a six point five. And this, um, I know Dwayne may you want to kill me for giving this. No, but I'm going to give it. But I'm I'm going to give this episode an eight. And not 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 that 
it did anything wrong. This episode did do a lot for me because, like I said, I pers- personally believe that the resetting of the show is masterful. Um, to me, it shows that the writers aren't being lazy. I think that any creator of a show willing to do what she's doing, she's testing her audience and seeing if her audience will follow her along this journey. And I think that people that really want to watch a good family show, because it is a family show now, um, and, and understand where we are in black media, black TV, on July 11th 2022 because as fat joe famously said yesterday's price is not today's price yesterday's um programming is not today's programming and i think what she's doing going forward is good for what we need to see on tv and a proper representation of as we would say black culture and black culture on tv so i'm giving it a eight well, I'm giving it a 5.75. <laughs> like, they gotta, I did. Woo wee! <laughs> a five, Keisha? 0.75. That's, a, That's almost okay. a six. It's mm-hmm. almost a 60. It's like a 57 and a half. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. the first episode, I was like, they back. I'm into it. These last two episodes, no, I can't. I can't. I, I'm I'm not where I'm never gonna watch it again because that's how I was kind of feeling the last couple years. Or well, Keisha, you know, you know, because we doing a show, Keisha, you know, I'm for looking, two years, for two yeah. years, and, and I I realized it earlier. I was talking to one of y'all, I can't remember. For two years, they held us with each week. Yeah, we can't do this, and I think that us being committed to doing the review into each other allowed us to continue coming back because I'm quite sure. I I it was plenty of Mondays where I was like, man, I'm gonna just tell Keisha Dwayne, man, let's nip it in the bud. Let me. This, this is, is my fearless. They better step their game up, or this is the last season. This was a very refreshing alternative to Uncle Uncle Cliffy and them. Like this, 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 this gave this made me feel good, man. Well, well, Dwayne, Dwayne, you mentioned you mentioned you mentioned that, and there's a person that gave up on P-Valley after the second or third episode last year, I will, I have to disagree with you. I'm just going to say that this and P-Valley, and I understand how people feel about certain things they're saying. And, and, and Dwayne, I'm with you on that. You could fast forward. Honestly, this and P-Valley, if you, for those people that want to say they're, they're, Woke, woke, or whatever people say. If you really look at what's going on within them shows, the young lady that's doing P Valley and the young and Lena, they doing right by the culture, because to me they're not they're not embarrassing the culture. They're speaking about some harsh truths that we see every day, that a lot of us may not face. Definitely dealing with that mental illness and trauma and and junk. But I want to ask you something about what you said, Keisha. Hold on one second. What people are missing with this season of the shot too is think about the colors. Think about the positive light she's showing Chicago and scenes of the city with people ice skating. Like 
very bright and vibrant colors. Tracy wearing that yellow on the skating rink. She's changing the mood from being dark and she's bringing it to a positive sort of light. And that's very subtle. But if you look at this Christmas episode, popping, everybody got a tree. Every tree is decorated. Like the way Duda had the thing decorated. Like it's real big. And Tiff saying it's not about the value of the gift, right? It's about the thoughtfulness of the gift. Like, like there's a lot of things that they're doing to show love. And I'm about love and positivity. See, so hey, hey, Keisha, 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 and, 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 you know, when we do our score, we never, ever try to sway the next one with their score. And I, I, love, I, I love your 5.75 because, to me, when one of us give a low score or even a high score like Dwayne gave, it gives us a challenge to look at it it's bad. First of Maybe all, from a I'm different lens. But Keisha, Keisha, how dare you say if they don't pick it up, you're going to stop watching. You're in it. We're tied together with this. You Listen, are tied. We are tied together. We are tied I together. am not of the, I haven't written it off. And I am not of the opinion that they all over the place. I really think that it is a reset. I do. Um, but it, it's troublesome to me that they're leaving out a lot of stuff and they know they hear us questioning well what happened with this or what happened with that um like not mentioning reg when jay gave her a picture she didn't even touch it my baby like yes victor is here now but reg was holding it down it wasn't no victor it wasn't no peaches it was reg and jake um that's a disservice that whole amani thing that's a disservice um so it's still some things that it is troublesome to me but i didn't i didn't hate the episode i even thought it was a little bit cute you know he's just feeling away about Emmett. you know all of that is a little cute if she wasn't friends with tiff like to yeah. me that puts a bad representation on us as a community. Cause that's, you know, we come from a little community. They come from a little community. We would be mad as all get out, you know, if I'm now with one of my homies, husband. We've seen it, even in our little community. We've, We've seen, seen it. it, but do we fool with those folks? Cause I don't think I fool with them folks. We've seen family members. Start I don't messing. think I fool with them folks. But that's a story for another day. Now, right. Listen. I don't think I fool with them folks. I know some I folks. I don't phone. fool with none of them. What's the ratings in the comments? I can't see you. Nicole we gave it no a seven. Ratings. Nicole gave it a seven. That's Nobody right. else said Nicole it. Nobody else gave Nicole. it a rating. Okay. Nicole gave it a seven. Um, Giving that shit a ten. Keisha, Keisha, um, I think that I think that I agree with you on everything that you said about the show, but all I'm saying, if they give us a bad episode, you're out. You're not going to be out. One thing that they they they've earned with these three episodes is for us to follow the story all the way through. Hey, Byron, great. Like, like I said, that um, it, it it's nothing like the wire, Dre. 
Nothing like the wire. Um, and I think that Dre. One thing I'm glad you asked that question, Dre, about was it like the wire? A lot of us got spoiled by the wire, and it's interesting that the wire spoke about criminality and how we're how we as a culture are intrigued with the criminal criminality. And I know when the wire went to the port, a lot of people got upset with why they talked about the port, but basically if if I think that a lot of people don't understand the backstory to the wire was the creator of the show used to write for the Baltimore Sun. And he knew about all these stories about all this stuff that happened as a writer for this newspaper. So he created the show The Wire. And so he gave a different perspective on criminality. So I think that a lot of people thought it was just a black orientated show on, on the criminality of what goes on in the black underworld. But it has the shy is based on this area in Chicago and the dynamic of these kids. So you Dre, if you're gonna start watching season one and season five, they do tie together because you do see the same characters, not even the main characters, um, far as Amaya Ferguson who plays Bakari, how he was in the beginning and now he's back in season five. But Keisha, you're tied um with watching she could get two more years out of it. I mean that's that's what she did, right? Lena Wave by, by re Dwayne by reinventing the show, by rebooting the show and changing the narrative from the last two seasons. I Keisha, I believe look, Keisha, honestly, we, we've talked about this to nauseum. We we know that the Jason Mitchell character was such I believe that he Brandon, that character Brandon was so entwined with the writer, the writing of the show that instead of recasting like Dwayne said they should have done, they killed the character off and it 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 shattered the whole writer's room. It shattered their room because everybody had a connection to Brandon, even to the point where Dom said, Oh, Brandon wasn't shit. So now we still don't know why Dom said that. So listen, I agree. I agree with all of that, but I can't take any more of the Keisha. Like they, they reinvented Ronnie, then they killed him. You know, they had the the two cops. What's her name? Detective we, Tucson and Detective Cruz. Yeah, Tucson. What happened to her son and in jail? Those was not stories they were supposed to cut. Because in the beginning, the police were instrumental as being a part of the community as well. So now they gave us Duda and Q, right? They done made Duda a mayor. I think they went completely wrong with going that route. Duda was supposed to put somebody in as a mayor and then filter whatever he needed done through that person, not be the mayor. So, you know, so now you're bringing Duda and Q back. When is Q going to say something to Emmett? Like all these things when I'm watching the episodes, it's running through my head. Keisha, we got, we got seven more episodes in the season. Well, they better get better. Listen, they have started this damn episode, this season off with a bang. You have, and I want Papa. To you have, have no P Valley. You have no P Valley for two weeks, Keisha. So the I next know, two weeks I'm, the shy, I'm gonna could, be down in the in. valley crying because P Valley is kicking they behind. Listen, man. Dre sitting there smoking that that chronic. Like. 
there's, there's little subtle things, man. Everybody had Christmas sweaters on. Like, it just felt warm. Like, did the ugly sweaters. Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to Aunt Chicky who has the, uh, the ugly sweater, sweater party every yeah. year. So then, so then you got you got Keisha talking about who wants hot chocolate. It, it been like, and them, I know y'all talked about it, but them kids ain't want to watch that damn movie. No, I tried to get my nephews to watch Emmett Otter's Christmas. That was my favorite thing ever. I got on DVD and I make my kids, I make my But Keisha, watch. Keisha, the one thing they about those movies, the one thing about those movies as a kid, you may have didn't want to watch those movies, but every 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 kid remembers those movies from their childhood. Me, I remember March of the Wooden Soldiers. To this day, I remember my Ralphie, sister would be like March of the Wooden um, Soldiers. I, mean, on. I remember Ralphie. Yeah. I watch that every year too. God, watch that. This for you, Dwayne. What? I can't see it. I can't see it. Nicole said, Dwayne, are you about to tear up? Tear up? No, listen. Yeah. I love Christmas, man. This year, it is my goal to be under a tree with some women, some woman, maybe women, wearing matching uh, Christmas outfits. That's my goal. It may happen. Keisha, that was. Are you going to fly out to make it happen? I'm going to talk to you in oh, private. Oh, with that, we're going to close the show. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I appreciate $10,000 for it getting canceled, though. Any, anybody have any final thoughts? Yeah. Keisha, Keisha, he, with the, Keisha with a late will kick on Dwayne. He, <laughs> he watching and loving. Season five, man. I'm so into season five. This is no game. I love the reboot. I love the direction. And yeah, there's certain things that's bothering me. And, and I'm just trusting that they got seven episodes to, to make it make it make sense. Keisha, final thoughts? Um, yeah, I haven't lost me yet. Uh final my final thought is. Like Dwayne said, keep watching the shot. I believe that the best is just to come. I believe that we are headed for an unbelievable twist. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to give us 10 episodes. The, the season is themed Black Love, but they're not going to give us 10 episodes of this all this nostalgic, feel-good story. I think well, that it's going to be a twist. Next but episode seems like it's going to be some things happening. Don't let, well, don't let the previews episode. get you, Keisha. Next episode is going to be the worst episode of the season because she's already spilled her formula. She always makes episode five that episode that make you go, wow. And then she finishes that episode five up. Remember last year, episode five, what happened? Dude, I got shot on the rooftop. She always do something extreme, episode five. So that's why when she was in that interview, season five itself was the extreme flipping of the story. So next week, you may not get what you want, but the week after that, I think you're going to see a lot of Q. I think you're going to see a lot of Q going into this community, talking to the young jokers. Like, he wants Chicago back the way he knows Chicago. Not this lovey-dovey Chicago. Yeah. That all comes to a head, episode five. So bear with next week, y'all. It may not be a 10. With that, we're going to close the show. Remember, the best way to support is to like, share, subscribe. Um, 
Tell realize us. we got Tell we got us. other shows that go on far as the poetry corner, far as trending topics and conversations with friends, as well as our other interviews that we are going to continue. We have a very interview this coming Sunday. This will be a re-interview with somebody I interviewed. She was actually the third person I ever interviewed for Let's Talk. She'll be back Sunday to give us an update on her businesses and what she's doing. Um, that is the lovely Dara Cox. So be forward to checking her out um, this Sunday as well as our other shows this week. With that, remember to like, share, subscribe, and uh, take it easy. Have a great week. And we're going to do The Poetry Corner.